Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it is time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders, as always, before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And also send us a reader email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Roberta, how was your weekend? It was good. It was um, chilly this weekend, and I'm enjoying the fall here in Philadelphia. Sweater season. Looking, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to Halloween. Actually, Halloween is my dad's birthday, so I just mailed him a, a care package. Oh, that's of, so nice. I know. I wish we could be together, but of birthday gifts and all that. And um, yeah, what about you? How was your weekend? It was good. I feel like it was like errand filled. I feel like we're getting ready to move again to Massachusetts, which is, you know, just for the childcare aspect of things. So and then we'll be back in Brooklyn. It's just all over the place. You but, and um, I've been all over. All over. We've lived a million lives during this pandemic. But um, I was going to say that I sort of had this weird experience where I, or not weird, but I went to I took some time for myself, which is always a gift. And I went down to uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park in the city. And currently they have their Photoville exhibit, which is an annual exhibit. It's usually a lot more interactive and you go in different booths and things like that to see all the photos and they had these beautiful displays up that I hadn't had a chance to go and look at yet and um, it just made me think of the hold still exhibit and how cool it is and what a surprise it was that they really did post all those images around town around yes it's a lot one of the gallery exhibits that I did look at was you know scenes from around the world and the empty sites that are typically really buzzing like Times Square during COVID and how weird it looked you know those iconic locations and so anyways it just like really I just applaud Kate and all that for – I just kept thinking how cool it is that they did that. And they've been sharing so many updates on that as well on their Totally. Of pictures of, like, the subjects and the photographers next to the mm-hmm. actual IRL portraits, which I thought was really cool, and and um, posting those to Instagram. But I want to ask, Rachel, are you sad to leave Brooklyn? I am so sad to leave Brooklyn. The only way, way that I can handle this is that I will be back. <laughs> I'm like kind of sad for yeah. you. I feel like you're feel sitting like Brooklyn in Brooklyn Bridge is, Park by yourself. I know, <laughs> crying, eating a bagel, right? <laughs> Something Brooklyn-y pizza, uh, slice of pizza. No, I, I'm definitely sad. I feel like Brooklyn's like my identity, but I'm I'm excited for childcare more than anything because we're totally. just like driving, oh my God. as so yes. many people are. I'm not alone in that. So wait. Also, last question on our personal updates <laughs> lives: Have you voted yet, Rachel? So I tried to this past weekend, and the line I got there two hours early, and it was like 450 people. So I'm actually going to walk over my absentee ballot okay, and hand okay. deliver it tomorrow. So that's my big plan. Definitely have I'm, a huge I plan. mailed mine in already and I'm so excited on Tuesday to stick my sticker on my sweater and take a picture with yes. it on. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> I next see people week. when they mail. Oh, I know. Well, when people mail in their ballots, they put their sticker on that day and I'm like waiting till election day. It's yeah. really weird that I'm so excited, but I'm like holding on to that sticker. I like, love it. I love it. It'll be like, yeah, it's it's important. Yeah. It's like election everything. day selfie. Yeah. I'm, all about I'm it. so prepared for election all day. Right, well, we can move on from our personal. Yeah. <laughs> as, as much Sorry as everyone cares. Yeah. Um, but we have so much to get excited for in this episode. We are chatting more about the Archwell site, which as you guys know, we had our little um, quick update because it broke after we had recorded last A week about peak, yeah. uh, their every 
everything that's going on with that. We have Prince Harry's interview with GQ, which is really interesting, and also a new podcast about climate change from Prince William. So that and so much more coming up. What the heck? Royals doing podcasts that are not royally obsessed. Like, I'm a little like <laughs> we need to start a letter I writing mean, campaign. To I guess if they're on, if they're like on a roll, they could come visit us at some point. Like squeeze us in, guys. Let's send an, a nice note to the we Archwell address that was posted. <gasps> yes, we'll put it on our list. address. That's so right. <laughs> well, of course, every week we cannot go without having our royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. So what are you sipping, Rachel? Cheers. Well, I have Cheers. a wine glass because I packed all my other... It is fancy. <laughs> I packed all my other boozy. glasses. It's not boozy. It's a little sparkling water today. So there's some bubbles. There's some festivity with the glassware, but... I'm on the same same boat. I am drinking just plain orange juice, not a mimosa, even though it is in a wine glass because... It's only Tuesday, but it's been a week. So. I think I need like some emergency because the temperature keeps dropping and it's getting, you know, it's been yeah, raining all week. Of so I'm just kind of yeah. like trying to, yeah, be good. Totally. At least for we'll a bring bit. the booze back next week. We just got to yes, like we will. get through. We will. <laughs> I, I hope. Yeah, I mean, we'll need it for next week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, well, while we're sipping, we received a lovely reader email from Jen. She said to our regal hostesses, Rachel and Roberta, your recent guest, Rebecca, shared the bond that she and her mom have over the royal family. And it inspired me to share my story as well. My mom and I, like Rebecca, are Midwesterners in the United States and watched the Cambridge wedding with glee from afar. She continues to say, we vowed that when Harry was to marry, that together we would celebrate at the actual event. Fast forward to 2017 as my brother and sister-in-law had just been stationed with the military in Europe. Harry and Meghan also announced their engagement. My mom and I, feeling fortunate that we had the time and means to travel to the UK this time around, were doubly blessed to fit the royal wedding into our trip to visit family. Oh my gosh, so exciting. We joined in the crowd singing God Save the Queen in Great Windsor Park and we were front row for the Duke and Duchess's carriage ride around the town. It was truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm beyond thankful for the opportunity you had for that amazing day in Windsor and she included a bunch of photos one of her and um, her you know who she's with wearing fascinators that were so chic but also the carriage pick of Harry and Meghan riding by they were so close I just love to see that it's so incredible and I love that this is a bond you share with your mom I do think that the royal family obsession if you will since Riley obsessed, does kind of get passed down. Like, I think that I, totally. I don't know, I'm trying to instill it in my son currently, who's two. <laughs> well, I definitely talk about it with my mom. I feel like that's that's something we, like, bond over yeah. a bit, is, like, being able to talk about the royals together. For so. sure. It's universal. Yeah. Somehow. Well, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. So a twist a little bit. We wanted to kind of do a look back into how the royals or do the royals celebrate Halloween. So this is my little mwah-ah-ah. It depends <laughs> if they celebrate. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. One more time, Rachel, because that... Ah, ah, I practice that. <laughs> you do that for Finn because I feel like you'd love that. <laughs> I don't, but I maybe will. Um, well, because it's it's interesting because do the royal celebrate Halloween? There's a lot of scuttlebutt, if you will, that they do in fact celebrate behind closed doors, but they don't 
publicly celebrate because it is not it's an imported holiday for them so it's not in the uk usually they they only do it because of americans yeah kind of bringing it over to them right exactly okay. but according to multiple sources including harper's bazaar kate was even spotted last year in the hallow in 2019 in the halloween aisle of sainsbury's which we know is one of her favorite places to shop and was even chit-chatting with some of the kids about what they were going to be so whether or not i think that the source didn't see what she actually purchased in which costumes but I mean, her family also runs party pieces, and so they're they play a you know a critical role, I'm sure, in it, whether or not they participate. Because you know, surely Pippa and Carol are doing something festive. Well, and I went to the the Halloween section of PartyPieces.com, and they have such chic decorations. So cute! I really think that, and it's like actually really kind of affordable too, like for a lot of stuff. So it was like under three pounds for like some decorations and stuff. So it's like, oh, that's interesting that there's yeah. so much Halloween stuff on their on their parents' website. Yeah, and in, in, pr- in prior years, you know, we've seen the royals out and about in a costume or two. Kate was pictured in a vampire-esque outfit in 2007. Reminder, that's pre-marriage to William. So different, you know, stakes, I a guess. A vampire, really. though. That's funny. Yeah, right? And <laughs> um, like Beatrice that. wore a cat costume, complete with a silvery blonde wig, but that was to a, a UNICEF UK Halloween ball in 2016. So I think that if there's a philanthropic angle, they definitely... I'm sure that they're more apt to participate in the costume wearing. And too. also, wasn't it a Soho House Halloween party that um, Harry and Meghan were at in Toronto? Oh, correct. Yeah, that actually was where the news broke that they were dating officially, and they were with um, Eugenie and Jack, I think. That was at according to Omid's book, right? At, according to Finding Freedom, they were at a Halloween party when this all happened, so maybe they were dressed up then. But yeah, it seems like they only, you know, only every so often dress up and mm-hmm. it's for parties and things that are very private and there's not a lot of you know photos taken unless it's like paparazzi or yeah anything like that. well and i did think this was interesting is that supposedly their lack of participation stems back to a code of conduct that was implemented by queen victoria that called for total class and sophistication always so I'm, i mean it wasn't like overtly talking about halloween but i think that they really that's the public image that they put forth, whether or right. not that means that George and Charlotte and Louis desperately want to get dressed up and whether or not their friends participate. I just thought it was interesting. Right. Is that like protocol that's set in stone? Like probably not, but to take it like a step further, it's like it would be kind of it? goofy, right? If they were right. out she in would Halloween be like kind of costumes. not happy if everyone was yeah. dressing up all the time. It feels like a little bit too tacky to them. Totally. I love dressing up, so I like <laughs> am so excited. I don't care how tacky it is. I, I know. Do you, are you guys dressing up for Halloween? We dressed up as we did something this past weekend. We're all being pirates because that's oh, what our wants to be. Yeah, you have to practice your art. What are you dressing up as? So, if anyone's watched the Netflix show The Witcher, it's kind of like Game of Thrones, but um, Dave is being Geralt and I'm being Yennefer, which is like a, a dark sorceress. Oh my gosh. So, I have this like Pictures. really intense outfit. It. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really, um, it's really out there, but it'll be fun. And well, we I know from the past Witcher. Halloween's in person, your costumes are always above. I always think of your Stranger Things costume at the office. It was incredible. <laughs> I was 11, 11. With, um, with the nosebleed and the Eggo waffles. No I detail left box. unturned. Yeah. Uh, and it was a real box of like Eggo waffles that was in my fridge. So it's frozen and like melting all day. <laughs> it was kind of I didn't terrible. Know that part. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. do. No, I love costumes. I mean, yeah. And I, but I do wonder, you know, talking about Megan and Harry, I wonder if Archie will participate even privately this year just because he's now yeah. in, in America. And it's definitely something clearly Megan grew up with um, as a, you know, I always feel like Halloween is so huge, especially in New York, actually, but um, I'm across everywhere in the country. Yeah. Uh, of course, costume parties aren't always a hit. We have to mention, you know, 
it wasn't a Halloween party, but, you know, Harry dressing as a Nazi was definitely didn't go over well. There's a lot of – in Robert Lacey's book, there's even different messages about what happened there. But, yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So, but, like, yeah, very controversial for some, um, for some of the royals. So, but we'll see. I feel like Archie's age is, like – the pinnacle of cute Halloween costumes, like to be oh like gosh, one and a half. Really like, are, yeah. Oh. Can you imagine if we got like an official photo drop of that was a ha- him in a Halloween costume? That won't I happen, mean. but it would be exciting. <laughs> uh, one can only hope. Um, all right. Well, this week in Sussex updates, we have just a couple. So we recorded that cold open last week about the archwell.com website being revealed on Wednesday. But now that we've had more time to dig in, there are a few things we wanted to point out. Um, first is the meta text. So I don't know if you guys know this, but like in the background of every website build, there's stuff called meta text that kind of is what feeds into Google search and what, you know, is how the website is built in the background of all of the coding and all that stuff. I'm probably doing a terrible job. I'm clearly not an IT person. <laughs> but <laughs> I think you're doing if, great. You, <laughs> if you share the link of Archwell.com to someone, the message that used to appear was Archwell is an organization committed to creating compassionate communities online and off to serve our collective well-being. So kind of reiterating what their message was. Um, we know that in April, the Sussexes released that statement. They said before Sussex Royal came the idea of Archwell Arche, the Greek word meaning source of action. We connected to this concept for the charitable organization we hope to build one day, and it became the inspiration for our son's name. Uh, we look forward to launching Archwell when the time is right. So that time is now. And according to sources recently who are familiar with the matter, the organization is already operating and the work is well underway. So it's not just like, hey, this is a website, but we really, you know, are still ironing things out. This is like everything is good to go. They're kind of running full steam ahead. So it's exciting. You and I, Rachel and I both signed up for the emails. Yeah, I haven't gotten heard anything. Nothing. I haven't I heard, heard nothing either. I signed up with multiple emails. Me too. too, Me too. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm so excited. I really can't wait to see the unveiling of that and sort of, you know, if we'll get an Instagram account, if they'll have more official channels of how they'll, you know, dispense information and sort of updates about what they're doing. I believe we're on the cusp of, I mean, maybe it's going to hit in 2021, who knows, but it's, I'm very excited. Same, same. And I think, um, I, I saw one story that said like, when you sign up, the email is for you to be alerted to events and, um, you know, opportunities to get involved with what they're doing. So I think it'll really be kind of like this, like, insidery channel to know what Harry and Megan are up to. I think that'll be great to know. Well, and I think that truthfully, like in doing this podcast, and I'm sure I'm curious if our listeners feel the same way, but like in all that we talk about, I'm so compelled to participate. So I really hope that there's more of that, like how we on a small level can participate in their efforts if we can't like necessarily give money or things like that. Who knows what the, you know, the range of volunteer opportunities could be if well presented. Right, right. The philanthropic angle of it is really is what's exciting. And I think Mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to hear more from them. Also, this week, Prince Harry sat down for a chat with Patrick Hutchinson. He's an activist who's photographed carrying an injured white man who was a counter protester to safety during a clash between protest groups in London back in June. So they had this conversation for British GQ's Heroes Summit, which is a three day summit and took place, as I said, Monday. And so here is a quick clip from that that conversation. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. And unconscious bias, from my understanding, you know, having had the the upbringing and the and the education that I had, I I had no idea that what it was. I had no idea it existed. And then, you know, sad as it is to say, it, it took me many many years to 
to, to, to realize it, especially then living a day or a week in my wife's shoes. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it, it's really poignant to, I hate to, to use the word poignant because it's so overused, but especially by me. But I think to hear that Harry has learned about unconscious bias, seeing it through his wife's eyes is really mm-hmm. impactful to hear him say that. They also, Hutchinson also said to Harry that Princess Diana is such an inspiration to him and has been his whole life and that his family was a great admirer of her. And he said he loved Princess Diana to bits, which I thought was Aww. really sweet. And kind of, it seemed like Harry was really, really touched by that. Because the like before this call, they were both seemingly strangers, I, w- mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, so it was kind of nice that they were, you know, talking about her and about Harry's mom. And then at another point, Harry said, this is a global movement. The train has left the station. If you're not on it now, then get on it because there's so much that we can do. And being a dad myself, the whole point in life, I guess, for me is to try to leave the world in a better place than when he found it. So this is like, to me, so similar to what Prince William's saying about climate change. And I think that that doesn't make me think, oh, like, you know, it's it's like they're ripping off each other. It's more so like it makes me so happy that they're probably listening to each other is what I hope. I really hope that they are. And like, you know, hearing each other's, you know, Prince William's TED talk and his podcast and hearing Prince Harry speak to all these really important people and all these social media and whatever positions. Like, I think that it's so nice that they are both kind of trying to create a better world for the ones that come after them. And that seems to be their main goal is that like leaving the world a better place for their children. And I think they share that. So as, you know, both as dads, I think that that's an important cause and they're kind of doing it in different ways, but also, you know, doing it for the same reason. Well, and I think it's interesting because, yeah, I feel like Prince William and Prince Harry's values are the same. And and I feel like more and more they're probably going to lead back to having so much common ground to connect over. So in the effort to rebuild their relationship, I think, all of this will be really uh, helpful for them to come back together. So to reconnect. Yeah, totally. Moving on, a couple of uh, Cambridge updates that we have, a few actually. So um, as we mentioned, more podcasts. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a little crazy how many podcasts, but I am loving it. The Duke of Cambridge actually popped by the Outrage and Optimism show last week, which I love that name, by the way. Um, It's it's one of, I did a little digging. It's one of the most popular climate change podcasts and former guests include David Attenborough and Jane Goodall. So I feel like it's definitely on the Royals radar, you know, for many reasons. It just makes sense. Um, They maybe were recommended to participate. Who knows? Um, But William shares on the show why he's particularly optimistic about the Earthshot and his efforts and why he really believes that it's possible and also outraged about our collective efforts towards climate change and why we haven't done more already. So we're going to play a clip from that episode. The vast majority of people, if they're presented with the science and the facts, they want to do the right thing. No one Mm. wants to do the wrong thing. Mm. And I think you've got to give people the opportunity to see um, the the potential and and the way forwards. I get outraged by the inaction, Mm. and that's probably a bit of a cliche, but that is what I get most trouble about, especially as I'm in a position of um, responsibility, if you like, or leadership. I feel I can do a lot more if if given that ability. And and so therefore, I don't understand why those who have the levers don't. Yeah. Um, And I I think that's what really upsets me and and keeps me awake at night. Uh, So anyways, I just think hearing him say that, you know, he he just notices and recognizes the fact that he is truly in a leadership position. And instead of being around and saying, you know, he's definitely frustrated by other leaders not stepping up when we know how great this need is to repair our planet. Uh, So... It's, you know, I I think the more we hear him talk about this, it's just a, you know, he's everywhere. 
just bringing yep. this, you know, to the forefront. So, oh, I was gonna say a call to action for people around the world that I feel like today we just saw. I think Japan announced that by 2050 they would cut carbon emissions, and so I think like it's inspiring now, and I hope that Williams call to action doesn't fall on deaf ears and it you know it's heard by because i feel a little bit like you know there are small things we can do but i i don't have the platform that you know yeah. some of the, some change makers have so i think that it's, it's exciting to hear him kind of call out leaders and say like we all need to to do something absolutely and, and it is interesting because i think that this maybe is the theme of our episode but i did spend some time on the earthshot website in preparation for today and and i i do i would love to see more like okay on a small scale like yes we're looking yeah. for the leaders in this the ones that are going to get the one and a half million dollar awards like 10 a year five sorry five a year um and but i want to also know like what can i Rachel Bowie do on a daily <laughs> level not not in terms of like cutting plastic for my life I know that like basic things but how can yeah. I ladder up to Earthshot's goals can I help in any way because I think right. that that participation and interest is is for sure there yeah um so anyways, but I do love that he's popping up everywhere. And this is also all part of the promotion for the first round of nominations for the Earthshot, which would begin on November 1st. So, so we're going to start so, hearing so fast. the kind of um, initiatives that people have. Yeah. Um, and then one other detail I wanted to point out is the host, Christiana, at the beginning of the podcast, she literally starts it off um, saying, um, how can we address you, by the way? <laughs> like, which I feel like is so like it me. Like I wouldn't, yeah. you know, what do you think? <laughs> exactly you what we would do if. He came on our show. Yeah. And uh and William what is was his like, answer? He was like, any way you want. <laughs> so, but then he said it's probably customary to say William. So he was <laughs> he was he's definitely a very like affable, likable person. It's and down more than just yeah. I think podcasts really lend itself to that, though. You really get a, gl- a better glimpse of the person. We've seen that with Kate, we've seen that with Harry and Megan, we've seen that repeatedly with William. It's interesting. i yeah, I do feel like Harry and Megan were like the most natural and the most themselves on the teenager therapy podcast. Oh. And like even just comparing that to the way they spoke during the Zoom interview with Malala, that it was just like such a different tone of voice when they're in an interview because mm-hmm. they're so good at interviews. I think they're they're well trained for that kind of thing. But then to hear them on a podcast, it does it really it's like welcoming you into their world so yeah I hope, I hope you hear a lot inviting. more royals on podcasts will be um will be our platform this year. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we will ours. make them come on our show yeah <laughs> for sure for sure uh, but then you know more william news we following in the footsteps of his mom diana he laid a foundation stone at the royal marsden's oak cancer center in sutton surrey this week um it's set to be a state-of-the-art research and treatment facility. I thought this was interesting. The plan is that over 400 researchers will work under the same roof as patients in an effort to accelerate cancer treatment plans. I thought that just sounds really innovative and interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, but where it dovetails with Diana is she actually did the same thing 30 years ago, laying a foundation stone for the Chelsea wing of the Royal Marsden Hospital. So it's pretty rare, I think, for William, for the Cambridges to share a picture of Diana on their Instagram feed. I was um, so shocked to open my Instagram and see a picture of her from Kensington Royal. Like, it, it made me feel so... Um, so good. I don't know why inside just to see like a TBT of them because I think that that's pretty rare for them to kind of do like a tribute to Diana like on their official page. I'm not sure why yeah. they stay away from that kind of stuff, but um 
Yeah, I, I love that so yeah, much. Yeah, it felt really meaningful. Yeah. And, it, and I'm sure for that, like 30 years later, and this is, you know, it seems like the work of this um, particular hospital group just is really impactful in the UK. So in this this center where William laid the foundation stone is set to open in 2022, and he's actually president of the Royal Marston. So this kicks off the fundraising efforts for that. Um, but I did think it was uh, funny. One thing, the pictures, it's like this foundation stone, it says it's literally like Prince William laid this foundation stone is in, is etched <laughs> on the stone. It's so literal. I mean, it just made me laugh because <laughs> it was like this it actually says one. laid the yeah. stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you guys kind of like shortened it to like a, it could a just title be his name or, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it just seemed kind of funny, but but I love funny. the the effort and um oh and also most importantly William wore a mask so. I think that that's always worth calling out. He wore it outdoors and indoors. It was basically a medical mask. um, And it was raining, so he had an umbrella, but he did that, which is important because obviously the UK is struggling a lot with COVID numbers lately. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we're hearing that things are getting, you know, shut down more and more. So as the days go on, so. Yeah. But yeah, one last Cambridge update, and this is on a total lighter note, is that Kate and William are actually hiring a housekeeper for Kensington Palace, and they wanted to be someone who's willing to travel, which made me... I think they're looking for someone that has the potential to go back and forth, is my guess, is my guess. But applications are due November 7th. So any UK-based railroads, if you have the experience. They want to be their housekeeper. I'm Discretion like, is required, by the way. That's is the like big housekeeper statement. code word for like organize, like, like, you know what I mean? Like you organize their So I think the job description says, yeah, you're keeping the house. Let me, let me just, I'm just pulling it up real quick. It's about you'll have an organized approach and take pride in what you do. You'll be able to manage a varied workload. You'll be you will be the support of the management of all housekeeping operations and proactively deputize for the senior housekeeper being accountable in their absence. So I do think it's probably a little bit kind of organization. It's and a little keeping. more like secretary. I think it's keeping things clean. Yeah, as well. Oh, keeping things clean. I'm I think trying it's to figure out. I'm qualified for this role. Let me. Just- <laughs> I just want to know just in case I should apply. I mean, submit an application. You never know. (laughs) Um, It was, it made me think of who's the character. Now I'm just blanking in Downton Abbey. Um, Um, Mrs. Hughes. Mrs. Hughes. That's who I feel like. Goals love her. Love her. Mrs. Hughes. Okay. Um, All right. Well, now, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. So my low this week, Prince Harry issues another media warning. So no. he issued a warning to the mail on Sunday. Um, so Megan, obviously, as we know, is gearing up for her court case in January. And we're actually due for an update on the trial this week, by the way. Um, but Harry had to issue a legal warning against the mail on Sunday because they wrote an article that says he fell out of touch with the British Marines. And one thing we know about Harry is he does not take Mm-hmm. that role lightly at all and it's something he's so protective of and I think it was I mean this is just my opinion but was probably so so sad to give up especially when they had that um, you know Mountbatten festival in March and we saw him in his uniform and they all applauded him and he looked like he was really very emotional but so the article says he fell out of touch with the Marines he hasn't spoken to them Harry's lawyers called the article false and defamatory so he is kind of putting his foot down and saying this is absolutely not the case um, a, I think someone close to an aide for the Duke said that this is false and he's been in regular contact with military personnel on a personal and private basis. So he's t- 
totally a bit of a sore spot. Yeah, it really is. I think that's like one of his biggest pain points is like him saying because he, I mean, obviously did two two tours in Afghanistan. Like he's very very like involved, and I think had a really hard time tra- giving up uh, again my opinion but probably it seemed like I had a really I hard think that's time been giving confirmed up the captain by general a lot of people yeah that yeah. he really that was one of the hardest things and we've read that in a couple of books that I right. think Robert Lacey's as well yeah um, so he's that not that gonna blow so not gonna put up with any any kind of falsehoods about that so yeah well my low is it's kind of personal but it's mainly like a reprimand for myself that I'm behind on my <laughs> royal correspondence because did anyone see on Instagram the handwritten wedding replies that Beatrice has been sending out to people that sent their well wishes when her and Edo got hitched. I can't believe she's writing. She's handwriting the reply. So uh, the Duchess of Wonderland, an Instagram account, shared, um, first of all, a gorgeous color photograph, the one with all the beautiful florals around the archway of the church um, of Beatrice and Edo. Um, But then this handwritten note that she is dated July 2020, where she says, thank you so much for the wonderful note you so kindly sent us on the occasion of our wedding this summer at Royal Lodge. Edo and I had a magical day filled special moments with our families. We are so grateful to all those who have worked hard to protect our communities over the last few months. Me over, I'm reading her handwriting. <laughs> That's the great part about handwriting. You can't totally right, read it. Right, um, Which I like though. Yeah. Kind of and nice. she just ends with uh, thank you for thinking of us and as we begin our married life. And I just, I just, it's just a personal, I'm mad. I'm going to get back on track. Got to keep that correspondence up. <laughs> well, also I think like Beatrice writing, handwriting these thank you notes and then also coming back to Twitter in like full force after a year of being off. I, I like love to hear about Beatrice and Eugenie. So I think that that's super exciting that I'm they're excited. like yeah. doing so much and kind of back on the scene. Um, okay. So my high this week was going to be about the Crown cover story by Elizabeth Holmes. We all know and love. Amazing. And it's so good. It's for Town and Country's November cover feature. Um, I loved learning about the preparation that Corin had to do. She had to learn how to embody Diana's spirit animal for some of the training. So Emma Corin, who plays Diana in the Crown, uh, is said that she thought Diana would be a deer in headlights. But really, this person who she worked with said that Diana is more like a cat, curious, composed, and a bit calculating. So I love that. But I have a second high. Don't get mad at me. (laughs) I'm so mad. I just just found out that they're doing a ghost tour of Downton Abbey, where they filmed Downton Abbey on Viking TV. So it's being live streamed on Viking.tv online. And what does that mean? Like all the ghosts of Downton Abbey? So the, I guess like the person who lives there, this is a real home. It's called High Clear Castle. Yeah, Lady Carnarvon Carnivon um, is inviting everyone into her home, High Clear Castle, on Friday for a live stream and talking about the ghosts of the castle. And so it's all Downton Abbey. I mean, that's where Downton Abbey was filmed. Oh. So I I just love that. I know, and they're also doing one for the Poldark Ca- Chavenger. I didn't watch Poldark, but Chavonage House. So oh they're doing both of those and talking about the ghosts that live in like the actual filming location. So Spooky. if you're free <laughs> on Friday, that is what I will be doing. So that is so interesting. <laughs> Please report back. What a good I high. had to pivot my high because I I'll thought accept it was so cool. the double high. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Our producers may not know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Um, finally, my high of the week is a single high, but it's Kate and uh, the Cambridge Kids' efforts to celebrate Remembrance Day, um, which takes place on November 11th. But people in the UK typically in the lead up wear paper poppies to pay tribute to the sacrifices made by war veterans and armed forces members. But Kate and Charlotte and George and Louie, they shared on Instagram, made poppy cakes and dropped them off at a local care home in Norfolk near Amner Hall. So they definitely are in that area right now. Um, and it's all part of the poppy appeal, which is run by the Royal British Legion. But I just, I think for me, I was like, is this my next Pinterest craft? Like, I'm ready to kind of attempt it. Seriously, I just can't decide if all the, the poppies... crafts from them, they're just yeah. amazing. They're so good. I can't decide if it's like, I think that the poppies are like maybe fondant, which seems a little complex. Like I'm picturing George doing it, but fondant, I love yeah. when they kind of, you know, I know it's obviously always for a good cause. It's always, you know, in in reference to something, to what's going on in the bigger picture. But I love when they do these kinds of crafty But they things. were also like stunning and perfect. They were perfect. Like, they were no, perfect. I, can't, I would not be able to make those cupcakes. And just do it. I'm going to attempt it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it by myself. <laughs> right. But I'm amazing, amazing work. Um, so just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts, a real review from I'm Royally Oh, by Miss Retta. She said, I'm royally obsessed. Love the ladies. I never miss an episode. God save the queen. Oh, took the words right out of my mouth. God save the queen. <laughs> Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and the Facebook group Royally Obsessed. You can also follow us personally. I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at RKBNYC. If you are curious about the Witcher costumes or the pirate family costumes, <laughs> you can definitely check us, check us out. And drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Till next week. God, God save, save the, the pod. pod always sing songy for me. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.